0: Welcome to another episode of Speak Sex. I am your host, Eve Eurydice. I am Greek from the island of Lesbos. I am the writer of three books on female sexuality, Satiricon, F32, and F32 The Second Coming. I have been a staff writer on sex, female sexuality, in particular at Spin Magazine for years, wrote the Sex Files column for Gear Magazine for... The Life of the Magazine. Um, so I have been for the past 20 years a sex expert. And uh, I'm also a multimedia artist with female sexuality as my main theme. Um, and I'm a feminist, a post-feminist. So I'm doing this podcast as a field research for ways to liberate, name, uh, make conscious female sexuality, uh, and by doing that, change the world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Today's guest is Kathy Kisick. She's a fellow artist um, with a long and established career showing in galleries um, in the US, Canada, and around the world. and she is here as a private citizen (laughs) yes I am
1: as a creative female
0: exactly to share with us um, what she has learned in her sexual journey about being a sex maker taker giver Um, so welcome to the podcast
1: thank you I'm happy to be here
0: (laughs) I am wondering uh, if you can give us a little you know o- overview of your sexual emergence um, from mm, teenage until now. and how it has changed what you have learned both about your own body and your own sexuality, but also about how to access sex, how to you know present yourself to men, um, and you know, how to deal with all the rules and and definitions that you know we grew up with and, and so are double standards. Right. That's
1: been the hardest part. The double standards drive me crazy. Yep. Um, are, well interestingly, I think this cannot be a normal story. I'll run it by you. I wasn't sure if I'm gonna share this, but it has to be said. So growing up, I used to play nun, just to set the real early backstage. That was like the first thing. That was what I would play. While everybody was playing Princess, I was Bride of Jesus, crawling around on my knees with a rosary on my neck and a hood. Well, I went away with my girlfriends when we were, I think, 17, and we went to the beach one day. And... I remember saying to them, they were all like, oh, Kathy, you know, let's go in the water. Let's go for a swim. And I said, I can't. You know, it's my it's my female time. And they said, yes. So and I'm like, well. I mean, I don't have anything in like what's going to happen. And they and they said, well, I oh, I see. I said, you know, I have to go to the bathroom as well. And I have something in. That was the story. And they said, but so what? You know, so what if you have something if you've got female protection and you have to pee like that? Both of those things can work out. And I had never realized that where you peed from was not your vagina hmm. because I had never looked. And I was so mad. I went home that day and I said to my mother, I cannot. And my mother was a registered nurse. Right? I cannot believe that you never told me. And, you know, because I, I grew up, you're not supposed to look down there you're not supposed to touch yourself like it was never spoken about and so i never did which um yeah and then and then for that so until i was 17 if i had my period i did not go to the bathroom Wow. so i was really really angry with my mother about that but that sets like the stage of what i came from which is not even so you,
0: you being connected you with felt body. that your urethra was bleeding
1: I just thought it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I don't know what, what I even thought the visual in my head was. But I had yeah, you never touched visual. myself. Well. I had never even looked. And that's just staggering to me, to be so disconnected, right? That you don't even know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what parents do to you. <laughs> having them around in the house. <laughs>
1: my God, right? So, uh, yeah. So I, I think I... And then, and then I lost my virginity also when I was seventeen, almost eighteen. So I came from a really—I um, I, want to say—I was uptight, like I—I w- wasn't—I um, was uptight.
0: And who did you lose your virginity to? Uh, lose being an interesting word. Here. Actually,
1: I f- and I felt like I gave it away because I wanted to get rid of it.
0: But- <laughs> <laughs> so interesting to disconnect. Yeah,
1: I, I did want to get rid of it. Um, I gave it to my boyfriend at the time who was five years older than I was, which was Mm -hmm. kind of strange, too. Like that's it was a weird dynamic. And it was a very, very unhealthy relationship. It was my first relationship. And, um, you know, I'd grown up and hadn't didn't have a very healthy role model in my parents because they weren't ideally matched as many people weren't in that age group that generation of people, you know, you married the first person you knew, like in high school, and they were high school sweethearts. And I mean, it's very unlikely that you're going to grow at the same rate. And you're lucky if you grow together, but most often you grow apart. And then, yeah. and then, you know, there's no out for women. Now, there was really no out for women back then, you know, if you had a kid with someone, I, to try to even get divorced and just not end up in the streets, I think, um, was almost impossible. Yeah. So there's some, there's a lot of that relationship. So you...
0: you uh, That was my model, That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That was my relationship <laughs> model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And try to protect yourself from getting pregnant as long as you can. That was the relationship model, too.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Pregnancy was like death. No, uh, and my... Then you'd have to like be, you know, marry the man and be the servant to the man, because well, he knocked you up. I it, mean, that's what I understood. Not that it was ever discussed. Oh right. But I See, felt, oh my god, head- I had sex. Oh my god, if I get pregnant, I'll be like controlled, taken over, you know, possessed by the devil. Well, you
1: know, oddly, I never thought that, but. In time. Now, I now think that. <laughs> I, n- I never thought that, but I've come to realize that, you know what, that's exactly what it is for most people. Like, that's a—that's the bargain you're signing, which yeah. is awful because it's been fed into our culture and it's been fed into the female mind that that's the best that we can aspire to. And sometimes I wonder why, like, why? What is it that men have been so afraid of that they've had to Put this fear upon us because they're physically stronger than us so obviously they're afraid of our mental capabilities and our other capabilities so they've been trying to keep us down this whole time because when i figure out what what is going on and how can we change when it,
0: men have been afraid of not knowing who their offspring is first of all period that simple mm. we can have sex we are built physically in a way that we're going to lie in the jungle with a man. Then he falls asleep. While we're coming, we're shouting and screaming. And the nearest man hears that there is a woman in heat. And he comes. And while the previous one is sleeping after he has come, the next one comes in, in us also. We're screaming. And then he passes out. Then the next one comes, right. etc. And in some way, we can keep this up um in that high, that creative adrenaline high, until either physically we're exhausted or we have been impregnated. That's, that's the biological model. <laughs> well, I, I understand. <laughs> that's who we are built to be. But what happens is that the man, in order to have any control of society, he needs most of all to control his offspring See. So in this model that I presented in the oh, jungle, right? okay. we don't know who the father is. Right. She just has a baby. The baby stays within the women folk.
1: So, but, so what I'm hearing, though, is it, it's it's all about their ego and their power. Like, th- that still is what it boils down to. They're afraid of losing.
0: Well, I don't know if it's—I think it's much more, well, you know, mm, primitive than that. But I mean, if it's primitive, it's are about- we
1: evolving That's what I'm saying. Are are women more mentally evolved then? Because there comes a certain point where you have to tell your body what it's doing and override it. Like, we have to be living consciously and not just Mm -hmm. riding off the code of the DNA. That's right. That's what evolution is. Like, and when. Well, the
0: DNA has shifted because we've had patriarchy for so long that all of our cultural habits have trumped our natural, you know, predisposition. Um, but we do have DNA testing, finally. And that is amazing because it can reassure men, right, as we know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. they can have a DNA test and find out who the father of this child is. This is like brand new. You know, this I, is this generation. Okay,
1: but, like, I understand that, and I think I think that's great, but I think that the problem is so much... Um, deeper in the consciousness than yeah of course yeah that um I'm so tired of just (laughs) appeasing the men and their ego oh big deal so they can know who their baby is like oh it's just so tiring coddling to them and trying to create things for them you know I I just I I want the I want it to change I want it to be I think women have always been so much stronger and and needed to, and that there's a real fear in them about that. I honestly do. I think it's like the burning of the witches. I think that there's a Mm -hmm. power that is innate in women. And once technology is on our side and we really don't need them financially anymore, it's going to force them to have to evolve and as we know, women, because we've been evolving all along, because we've had to, and just because we've been moving faster than the men, that's just the nature of gender and the feminine. That is the nature, if you, in the hermetic principles of gender. So the men are going to have to catch up and do the hard work. And I think that's what they're scared of. It's going to be really uncomfortable for them. And why don't they go in? Because their gender is male. They go out. That is their, that's their, the way their energy flows. So it's, it is going to be uncomfortable for them to have to pull that back in and look at it. Whereas women, we, fl- we are receptacles. We are open. That is our gender. So it's been much easier um, because we've been doing it throughout collecting, taking in, Mm-hmm. And now we need to turn out. Now we need to we and we are we, because we've been learning how to do it all along. We've been learning how to nurture our our masculine principle. And with that comes less of a need for men. <laughs> I hate to say it, but you know, as we become fully realized as people, um and and that should be what everybody is on a journey and on this planet to do because then we can really create something wonderful together. When the masculine principle is fully realized and the feminine principle, and when it's all mixed up together and blended, and when those two things can come together in combination and uh, ex- exact equilibrium, can you imagine the the beauty of this planet? No. Like, and that's where we're headed, and that's where we have to keep our mind on. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: I agree, of course. That's what we have to keep our mind on and our focus on. And, and yeah, it's going to be difficult. Our, our manifesting women, power. <laughs> we're
1: Women, we're gaining it now. Like, feel it. Feel the power. Like, it is. It's the shift.
0: Let's hope so.
1: I believe it. I mm. really do. Because, mm. if anything, we're we're outbreeding them. There's more women than men, and we're going to be <laughs> in more positions of power. That's true. And all we're going to do, we we know the nonsense. We know the bullshit, you know? We all know it because we've all lived it. So that's that's my dream anyway.
0: Yeah, mine too. But sister. I mean, on
1: another note, you know, when I was in school, I remember they they told us at the very beginning, men, male artists at the museum school in Boston, which was a great school, they said male artists make 28% more. So you might want to think about that when you develop your signature. So from... I decided I was going to sign all my artwork, Kay Kissick, um, just based on that. And uh, it worked, and it served me well, because many people thought I— especially looking at the artwork, which is was largely architectural and exteriors, which generally tend to be a male topic, interestingly enough. People would think I was a man, and I'd get approached for shows even for that from other countries. Um, which was interesting and they'd always be surprised it was a female, but then they couldn't rescind based on that. So
0: Okay, let's talk that about sex. Tangent.
1: Yeah, let's talk about sex. Oh, so uh, oh, so yeah, so so then I told you we were back to okay, how did I lose my virginity? I lost my virginity to this guy, I gave it to him because I was tired of being um, I think I was like the last virgin of all my friends. <laughs> you know. The Last
0: Virgin. Yes. <laughs> it's a good title.
1: The Last Virgin and or, it was in the bell tower of a church.
0: Mm, so. Lovely. That,
1: that was that's kind Very of. Very
0: appropriate.
1: It's kind of classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um And you know it sucked. Yeah of course. <laughs> it sucked. It sucked for me. It sucked for me for years I think. And then it got good and it's so no. for
0: how long would you say? How many years before, oh, before you started to good? figure out how to get pleasure and how to find oh, orgasm?
1: Pro- well, probably took me three years to figure out.
0: That the clitoris exists.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. And then um five years, after five years, I was having really good sex. You know, like then there was no stopping me. I was in art school. I was having like great sex, and that was because. So, how did that discovery
0: happen? <laughs> it just by partner by partner. As you changed to a next partner, yeah. you were able to do something uh, well, new or extra. Or... I think.
1: I think because of that, age group is all about exploring, and plus, if you're in art school, you're mm-hmm. really about exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think those two things together led to a real quick just why not type of attitude, mm-hmm. with the, you know. And, and I was so mortified, you know, that I, the, of the first 17 years, like I knew that I needed some real work and I had to play, have some real catch up here. Right. So I think that's kind of how that happened. Mm-hmm. But, um,
0: yeah. Okay, so you went through art school, and in the process of getting your degree, you also got to know your body much better. Oh, much better.
1: Yeah, art school. <laughs> you can think art um, school for that. You can think art school for that, right? Down to all the nude posing, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. The nude posing has been very liberating. And the younger you get <laughs> exposed <laughs> to it, the better. Oh my
1: God, I know. Now with all the selfies, it's like a, people are going to be totally over it, I think.
0: But the selfies are so curated and edited, and I, I thought that what was liberating about the nude posing is that there were all kinds of bodies. The penis was never hard. No, no. And when you're at that age, I don't, I didn't, I hadn't seen limp, soft, dick. I just hadn't, because you know, if you're like 16, 17, the right. only occasion, or eighteen, the only occasion where you'll see the penis is when it's hard for you, you and it comes so. out. Yeah, you would hope so. <laughs> so. To me, it was very liberating and educational just to see the the nude model of all different ages, body shapes, you know, yeah. and place, modes of rest and, you know, and semi-rest. We
1: usually had, like, really questionable body types in there because yeah. it's yeah. people who needed money. Right. So it's like people who were just going to go buy a six-pack yeah. right after yeah. they put their yeah. clothes on. Yeah. We had that, and we also had my sister, which was, is very interesting, who decided that of all the art schools in Boston, she was going to pose nude at mine, wow, well, and that was hard weird, yes, yeah. people thought we were the same person, and I was trying to make an identity for myself, and everybody would say, Oh, I drew you today and, oh <laughs> it yeah would drive no me that's crazy. that's that is the, yeah
0: yeah it's i mean it, it it's healthy if you can switch back and forth, but it's you know a lot to ask someone so young. Um, but yeah, it was gr- I felt that I, I wish that everyone would get access to that because it kind of uh, help, helped cure the, the voyeurism associated with like the naked, exposed, yeah, prone body. it really body. does. It does. Uh, because the body being so quiet and open is very fuckable in its posing. But those bodies are not at all, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. you know, the pornographic model it's true. And, and and but it allows you to kind of work through your curiosity, yeah, you know, and I, I loved it. it
1: It's a safe way. You're right. Yeah,
0: it's a way to learn to to acquire fluency with the human body without actually having to sleep with all of these bodies, or you know. And I wish we had more of it. You know, Um, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not a a nudist, but I can see how being naked around the house in front of the children, or being naked as often as possible without shame, is extremely helpful for both genders.
1: The shame things, right? Ludicrous. And
0: especially helpful for the young ones, you know, the the toddlers, so that they they don't associate the body with something that that you know is embarrassing or has to be hidden.
1: And... I know it's awful what we do to them in that way. Yeah. You know,
0: we just tell them no, we all ju- the time.
1: I oh, and just shut it down, and it's like it just crushes their little soul to put to be putting that on them. Yeah. I know that there's anything unnatural or ugly about the body that needs to be covered at any time, or that there's anything that they could even do to their body that, exactly. that would be considered, like that
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah what, what? God, what would change if the, if the you shame mention? went away? You but know? our
0: whole educational approach is to say, no, that's how you teach them. Oh, you can't do that No, no, you can't do that. Oh, no th- There is no Positive reinforcement, except when they repress themselves, and then you're like, right. "Oh, good girl, good boy for... oh, i can't even go back there
1: <laughs> you're so right such a well...
0: brutal way to raise you know our, our children whom we love more than ourselves. Well, and it's <laughs> cultural
1: too you know, yeah cause... we're trying
0: to protect them from this like nasty patriarchal culture, but we shouldn't. Right.
1: What well, we should be changing this nasty exactly. patriarchal culture exactly. rather than trying to modify humans to right. fit within it.
0: Right, Like, yeah, Limit we've got them. the
1: complete, we should completely be just letting them be the little beauties yes. they are and yes. changing the world yes. for them. Yes, I know uh-huh. we've got it backwards, but you uh-huh. know what? We're turning it around. I'm telling you. Women, okay. Women are taking I'm with you. I do, I believe <laughs> that. I know. I know so many strong women from around the world that finally are, Getting to positions where they can call the shots, and I just think, God, in ten more years, forget it.
0: Let's hope so. Ten more years is super fast, super M- soon.
1: Yeah, men are going to have to evolve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, gonna. I think that one of the
0: <laughs> messages that I, you know, I try to pass, and that mm-hmm. we need to pass, one of the messages that we need to pass is to kind of separate sex and money, transaction. Not, you know, not have sex. In exchange for something. It doesn't have to be money, but it's the transaction. Not to have sex in exchange for shelter or, you know, drink or a movie or... Exactly. If we women could separate, you know, free our sexuality from from that that and just have it for its own sake, for its experience, because we need it the way guys need it, period, that would also be transformative.
1: That would be very transformative. I'm with you working on that one.
0: Okay, so uh, we'll be back for more conversation with with Kathy Kisik. Thank you for listening, and see you Friday. to Speak Sex. I'm your host, Yves Eurydice. I am a a Greek from the island of Lesbos. I'm the writer of three books on female sexuality, Um, the writer of the Sex Files column and sex investigative pieces at Spin Magazine, Gear Magazine, Uh, an artist who has worked exclusively on issues of female sexuality and specifically the dichotomy between our bodies and our minds, our souls and our hormones, and how to bridge it, how to live a sexually unified life. And that's what this podcast is dedicated to. My guest today is Kathy Kisick. She's an artist and wise woman. And we are talking about liberating female sexuality from both the transaction involved in it uh, as well as the silence attached to it. So how do we, as women have sex without wanting anything in exchange including someone's loyalty it could be as basic as that i will have sex with you if you're true to me and don't look at another female because then i will no longer have sex with you it could be as simple as that it doesn't have to be even right. the dinner or the movie or you know the trip or uh, the the, the right. more specifically transactional thing it doesn't have to be the I marriage
1: wonder, right i wonder i wonder how loyalty would fare if the trends if the physical transactional needs were removed? You know, would we still feel such a need? Does that need to arise? Control the other, right? Does that need arise out of a sense of survival, really, for the for a person? You know, rather than possessing the other person and not wanting them with another. I know in the past, I've had a relationship where. I didn't actually care if he slept around. I mean, I didn't want to know about it, but I didn't want him to miss out on life's experiences because of a guilt that would be felt towards me. That's
0: really how I felt in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, so it was an open relationship. Just don't tell me. I w- don't speak. Don't don't. Stand, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I. I continued that on, actually, with another boyfriend because that worked so well. And for me, that felt like true love, you know, not stifling their experiences. That, to me, letting them really just be who they are is is love.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Some people are better at it than others. Some people do it successfully and then... No longer can take it. Or well, my
1: ego didn't want to know, and I didn't want it to impact me in any way. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, and want, and yeah. I
1: always wanted to be the first choice, but if they were living their life and in the the moment, mo- yeah, something came up. I didn't want them to right not do something that they felt inclined to do because yeah. of me.
0: Yes. So, in a sense, emotional loyalty, but not necessarily. I guess respect. Physical, no, I guess loyalty. Um,
1: Yeah, I never thought of it as loyalty. I just thought of it as respect. Like, Mm -hmm. just a respect of, but I guess in a way that is, that's contractual there, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, Well, there there has to be a contract. And and there is nothing wrong with a contract so long as you have the words to negotiate it clearly. So both, you know, both partners understand. Because sometimes we kind of... Well, no, and beat around the bush, and we don't say it exactly. No, and, and then... I gotta say, it
1: wasn't said exactly in the first one, and that's why the second relationship it was said clearly because I realized right. what had fallen short, and that you you really do have to spell out the parameters of that, you know. And that had all come up for me because I had gotten really ill and was facing death's door, and had to miss a lot of opportunities, and thought about my partner, and thought. I don't want them missing out on life because I'm sick. You know, that's not that's not how I want it to be. Like when when you really look in when you do soul searching. So that's how I came to that even place which nice. Yeah.
0: And then the next time having experienced it, you understood it better. I
1: understood that it was and you actually verbalized it better. Yeah. I spelled it clear and my partner was
0: like, "All right. Cool." Mhm. Did you guys live together? Yes, we did. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and how we long did that relationship last?
1: Oh, it lasted 7 years.
0: Mm. Nice. Yeah.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and in the end it was just friendship. You know, it dissipated yeah. to friendship, but mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was fun. It, it was a it, fun friendship. So
0: um, and I know that you had a relationship with someone who was committed or was married. Oh, yeah. so
1: That's another thing, too. Right. Mm. And, you know, lately I've wondered about that, too, because I just don't think, you know, it, I I was in that relationship and it was okay. Well, I thought it was okay because his wife knew. And that made me feel like okay, all parties are on board. But I don't know about that. I'm not so sure about that. Like maybe it's just best to stay out of people's business. <laughs> I'm not sure. But then, it, and then I get confused and I think, but what separates that from what I was doing when I had a boyfriend? But it was open. Like you know, it's so hard to know what somebody else's setup is yet you don't want to be the source of pain in someone else's life exactly and so that's like i'm not sure and you can't how to balance quite trust your actions
0: partner to tell you the truth unfortunately well, they can only
1: tell you their truth
0: but they would like things to be. and
1: their truth isn't their partner's truth right. you know and and it's not your truth it's just a version of the truth
0: <laughs> exactly
1: and it's gonna be very favorable to them yes because <laughs> <laughs> they live with it yeah. so
0: yeah. yeah so and they they want you and they want to keep their marriage but so on the other they end will massage like, I don't the truth
1: people you know I don't even know what I think of marriage like at this point anymore yeah how outdated it is and how lo- how old We now live to be with Mm -hmm. our partner. Like, that's insane to think Mm -hmm. of people married for 60 years with one partner. Mm -hmm. Wow. You've got to really be lucky and grow together for that to work.
0: Yeah. Well, it it was easier for our parents' generation because they didn't have alternatives. didn't think they had alternatives, definitely. Right, right. But uh, in our generation, the divorce rate shows exactly that. That more and more couples, once the kids are out of the house, uh, divorce, even at great financial cost. And imagine if there was no financial penalty. I would, I think that that would be like ninety percent at at the current moment of marriages would naturally dissolve after the children go well, to you college. You know, you've heard that that
1: I think it was a comedian that came up with it who was saying that marriages should be like licenses, you know, and they're good for like seven years and then you have to renew it.
0: Yeah, that sounds good to me. Right? right? Mm-hmm. I That's think perfect. so too. Because the only reason to get married anymore is to have to protect the children um, in all kinds of ways, but foremost financially and share the responsibility. Um, once the children are out of the house and they've gone to college. Yeah, I think it should expire. Everybody gets their life back, their name back, and <laughs> you knowing that a, you they would just plan make it for a it
1: at eighteen.
0: Yeah, but they would all marriages you know, would Like uh, husbands and wives, so to speak. Which I, I would hope we would change those terms because they're disgusting, too weighed um, with other meanings.
1: Yeah, what, what words could we have instead?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I've I I. I, I didn't like the, the word wife at all, and the word husband at all. I've never been able to use it. I think of husbandry. <laughs>
1: you know, that's what I think of with husband.
0: Husbandry. Yeah, I haven't been able to use either because it just feels too. I, I feel the cage shut in. Uh, it's kind in of my my just space. partners.
1: Like really, for me, that would be what it would be about. Yeah, my a partner, my
0: family partner, or yeah. my um, my life know, right now partner. No, or... my life,
1: <laughs> my life right now partner. Yeah.
0: I like co-parent because I mean, I, if you have a
1: kid, if you have a well, that's so the only reason cat. to
0: get married <laughs> if you is a cat to have or a dog kid. And I would them. not get married if you don't have a kid. It's uh, it makes no sense, you know, to kind of like bind yourself right. legally. Um, well, unfortunately, financially. it does
1: in the terms of health care in America. You know,
0: they yeah. still make
1: that a reason to get.
0: Well you can pay it. for your own fucking healthcare. Just no. go on Obamacare and pay the money instead of marrying someone because his company pays for the spouse. Well, healthcare. It's an absurd reason. The same as as, as uh, getting the green card. It should not be how well, we get Right. Know, I think it's system. absurd, but it's a perk. The system is for is pushing yeah, women that's what to give is. up their rights and their freedoms in exchange for those things. Yep.
1: Exactly is why you don't like the term wife
0: oh okay. <laughs> i hate it i grew up with only wife models i didn't see an unmarried woman around me you know my whole childhood my my mom my aunt my grandma my grand aunt, and every friend of my mom or my aunt or whoever they were all wives and they were all saddled at all times with these men They were never without the men. Even when they would get together for coffee. Can you imagine how oppressive that uh, you know. Extremely rarely they would meet without the men. Because we would always gather with the husbands. Extremely rarely they would meet for coffee. um, Because while the men worked, they had to do all kinds of stuff. So they were always running around. But when they rarely met for coffee, the men were so present in the room. I would come to my mom and, and I, I remember them in the kitchen and she would read their uh, coffee grinds or their tea leaves. And I felt those husbands right there, yoking them, like sitting on their shoulders.
1: Wow. What do you think they're so scared of?
0: No, they were owned. It oh, wasn't no. even scared. Oh, right. They
1: didn't even have another. Right. They they didn't even have enough respect to it have a, a, to a feeling them. for them. That right. they, would they were an object. They were
0: those men God. were there, listening in, Yuck. even when they were not present. Now,
1: oh, I see what you're saying. They got their I... entire
0: identity, from worth mm-hmm. from them. They were passed on. I mean, my mom went from her father's house to my dad's house. Right. Her parents chose her husband, and then my dad, who claimed that we made decisions as a family, had the veto power, so... He was <laughs> the tyrant. <laughs>
1: yes. I love them. the family decisions with him having veto. The power. Veto power.
0: And so from one <laughs> That's a male Trump statement if owner I ever heard it. to the next yeah. male owner with whom she still is. And you know, she will be until he dies. Yeah. So this is her the span of her life. A woman from Lesbos, a lesbian woman never no, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> a lesbian from Lesbos. So sad. So to me, that's a form of slavery. It's a social, a yeah, political, financial. Well, I guess that's legal. what we're
1: talking about. What that we're trying to break free of, right? Right. Ultimately, when we really, ha- you know, sexual slavery, because that's the commodity that we're paying with. That's the commodity. Because that's what the commodity that the, that they're that's demanding, the that they've yeah. been demanding, and to yeah. marry them. You have to give them the sex. Exhausting.
0: Done. Not even under discussion. They are the husbands, they get sex. And whenever <gasps> they want to. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> I thought you said you had some questions. What a co- social contract. Um, well, I still have more questions of you. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I so what have you discovered about the female sexuality, your body? What does your body l- love the most? And um, Oh,
1: wow. I've discovered that you can have a double, a clitoral orgasm as well as, a I guess, a vaginal orgasm. That was my newest discovery not long ago. I won't send any shout-outs out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so how, how does that work?
1: Well, <laughs> I think I, I... Do you remember I, me telling you about it? I was so amazed. It It's just... I guess you have your clit stimulated as the same time you're having intercourse and... I mean, I'm very, I've always been multi-orgasmic anyway, so uh, that, there might be some luck to it and some genetic component, I'm not sure, but oh my, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say, and for me now that's the holy grail, you know? It was, it was a happy
0: accident, right? Well,
1: yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it was coming, I, I certainly didn't know. No was <laughs> coming? No, no, so... Yeah, so that's that's really something that really blew my mind, and I have to say, that's a good positive thing. Let's yeah. hope there's more things like that out there <laughs> <laughs> for me to find. Um, and what
0: about have you? Do you have multiple orgasms, anal and clitoral, or um, is there any other combination that you've experienced? Well, or when you say multiple, you mean one after that? Oh, other? I mean one after Consequent, one after another. Um, yeah. Yes.
1: No, I haven't had any other. Doubles like that, two at once. I didn't even know that there were like two ways you could. I had no. <laughs> yeah. Said to, the
0: girl to, who to didn't make know. it simultaneous. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you knew, but it's yeah, a challenge yeah, but to make it happen at once. But I,
1: yeah, but I didn't. I couldn't even begin to imagine what that would feel like. How to get that's maybe what it is at once, right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, I do have a lot of uh listeners who ask me about oral sex about you know men um giving women oral sex oh, about really? um, how it can be done you know best how do you train your men to do it how do you well how do ask you train them or, right or, you know make sure from the beginning that they that know this is done so, you're uh, not, during not just every their sexual, head down there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and, and then, uh, you know, is so there a way with to that. prep I have them? To say. <laughs> um, hmm.
1: Is there a way to prep them? I mean, these are all, the, are these my questions that I sent in? No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: well, there is, you know, I mean, women out there now, uh, at last, know that there is a cornucopia of you know female pleasure, that there are right. many ways to be pleasured, right? and that if they are stuck especially with one man, and in particular if that man is the husband right. or the long-term boyfriend, then they're not going to experience all these other adventurous ways. They don't necessarily want to go on the dating apps and try all kinds of guys and, you know, eat with these guys and, and they just want to find how they come better and, you know, mm. what they haven't yet, you know, the the vein of pleasure that they haven't hit upon or they right. haven't, and you know, enhanced and, and, you know, like get to the gold. Aren't there but any not YouTube videos on
1: this? You'd think um, there would be.
0: Well, you know, don't you? I've watched the YouTube videos. And again, it's all it's all talk. Oh, um, you're kidding. Like there's yeah. no just like video. Like this is how yeah, you do it. On the porn sites. Yeah, but the video. porn
1: sites. And I don't mean like. I don't mean a porn video. I mean like a real video of like this is really how you do it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, this is
1: how it works. Like, well, uh, but you're a
0: very orgasmic woman. You yeah, just told us. So how there has to be th- there has to how be. How does every woman get to to that? I think um, you need
1: clitoral stimulation. Like for me, that that's what
0: always pushes it over the edge. Of during the sex. Yeah. But also in between sex on your own Mm. to kind of teach your body, would you say? Because I think like masturbation is uh, very helpful, um, you know, for women to find how everything works and then take that information into the sex.
1: That's a good idea. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I've found, obviously, because I was late into the game, I found... It's worked the opposite way with me. Like, I've found things that I like in sex that I then translate to masturbating. Right. <laughs> rather than the other way,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. So. But masturbate with a dildo or just right. digitally?
1: Oh, with, a di- with both. Both, yeah. You know, and, and mm-hmm. just new ways to use them that I didn't know I was mm-hmm. into that. Mm-hmm. I didn't explore first but that I found yeah. out during sex, like worked.
0: But I think that one of the ways that has enabled you to kind of have a better relationship mm-hmm. with sex is that you're game, right? That you that you're someone who says yes to experience and yes to adventure instead of like responding from a place of fear or you know, climbing up or.
1: I am definitely a yes girl. Yeah. And I mean, I remember hearing the story of Yoko Ono's Yes piece and how mm. John Leonard wanted to marry after he, he saw that. And I. Tell us the story. It, well, you know, I I believe the story was that he went to one of her exhibitions and there was a ladder and you would climb up the ladder and at the top of the ladder, there was a little magnifying glass hanging that you would look through and. It just said the word yes, (laughs) 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 which is so, so beautiful and poetic and the way that life should be approached. I mean, when you choose from a place of fear, you've already put yourself in a hell. So we're, you know, of course, (laughs) it's going to be a harder journey starting from there. But if you choose from a place of yes, like you're going to have experiences and, and be able to learn from them, even mm-hmm. the bad ones, even the ones that almost kill you. You're oh, go- she's
0: not talking about sex. She's oh. talking <laughs> about feelings. Oh, sorry. <laughs> back
1: to sex though. I mean, because it all it all ties in. Why would we keep going if not for sex, right?
0: hmm But Do you think that because of your illness or your, your brush with death? You were able to liberate yourself from this idea, this worry of like, what will people say? You know, do I fit in? Which is really where a lot of this fe- mental fears yeah, you come know what? And
1: that's what it all is. And that's exactly why I I decided I I had already tested the waters and recognized that a lot of things I'd been told were wrong, <laughs> and I thought I got to just take the boat myself and not care right. what yes. anybody because. I need to have my own experiences. Everybody needs to have their own experiences, right? And, and life not might be short, that.
0: and you don't know what happens tomorrow. And just try to say yes to, you know, experience as I long know. as it's safe and consensual.
1: And I stress that, right? Like in the in the day of where we're just so willing to watch other people's experiences, we need to remind ourselves to have them, to have connection and interaction. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: And not be stuck to the screen, which is poisonous.
1: It is poisonous and intoxicating Yes. you can get it all.
0: Out out of reality into um, into just making believe, entertainment, um, avatars, but away from the five senses. So try to come back to your senses as much as possible, right? I think Mm so. Yeah, especially in this time of like digital consciousness and, and big tech taking over, I feel that we need to touch base with our senses. I mean, I'd many much, times a day.
1: Yeah, I'd much rather like a physical body than a screen any day. Yeah,
0: me too. Even a massage over just watching something on a screen a million times more more fun and more pleasurable. It doesn't have to be sexual, it's just so long as it involves the sensual, oh, sensual experience. experience right? right. Yeah. I mean, you could be like.
1: Right. As know, long as you are taking in time the information. When
0: you don't want to exchange sexual energy with another and you're experimenting by yourself, but you can still have sensual sure. immersion. Sure. Yeah. Be felt. Um, you know touched, you this know. is
1: very interesting my mother said to me i, I when I told her I was going to do the podcast she doesn't know what it is but I just knew it would make her nervous so I told her um she said are you gonna be yourself <laughs> <laughs> and I thought <laughs> that's a great one yeah and I thought mm-hmm. that's so that's so odd that I would be anyone else right and uh, yes I could be but Wow, that's like such a nod to her generation that I can't be open and be myself. That there's a
0: problem mm-hmm. if if I am me and there's Well, your future husband may listen in <laughs> <laughs> and not propose. <laughs> or like, I oh, may get twenty classy.
1: proposals. Just... Exactly. <laughs>
0: I mean, what is she worried about if not... Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just like social judgment and I mean you're self-employed so it's not your boss so no. it's got to be the future husband. Yeah. <laughs> the, your prospects. Your prospects. <laughs> the guy Out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the eligible. Oh
1: my god.
0: <laughs> uh, that's what it all comes down to. You know, is,
1: and she probably doesn't even recognize it. You yeah, know what no, I mean? She like cuz it's just you, so it's hard
0: to recognize it's so beaten into her subconscious Mm -hmm. oh god well that's why for speaking of like how do we answer this uh question of so many women of of finding more pleasure better ways for pleasure different ways of orgasm or um well one example is that there is no female viagra there is no money given to oh, research right. for female sexuality. But that's because women are in positions
1: of power
0: because, where they're
1: funding it. Once right. we get into those positions, we can start funding that stuff. It's all been male heads. That's why all the medicines geared for the men. Like that's why I say things are changing
0: and shifting. They better be changing. And all the women out there, sisters, and all the female yeah. folk. Please join us in this effort to choose female in our work, in our practice, right? In, choose to make in it a our priority. You know how like we used to like no I I went through some years where I would not buy anything Chinese or I would you know I did not buy mm. I still did not buy anything organic. Imagine if we did something where we, we would just, only buy women women companies women products. You know girl boss stuff. You know the yeah, wing. Yeah, I think that, that that
1: is the way to usher it in and move it along faster. Just bond together
0: and stay strong. Those of us who have access to our own money, and there should be more and more of us. We just encourage woman only work, I think so. that would be already the beginning of a of a social movement that would transform things,
1: yeah, well, I'm game I'm in Count me, me too in if me I can, too
0: if I can find it. <laughs> we should organize that
1: yeah i I really like that, and that is how it it will change and how it will shift
0: yeah, i mean i I you know I was the New York Times had an article recently about how you know. Consumer Technology Innovation Award was revoked from a company run by a woman (gasps) that makes the the sex toy, that's a hands-free sex toy, for women. I saw
1: that because I wanted to buy it. She lost it. her finance. <laughs> I know, and I couldn't I find it.
0: First, the articles came with like the pretty photo of this little blue yeah. semi-curve. And I couldn't believe... It doesn't even it. look like any... It doesn't look like a dildo. It looks completely non-threatening, Right. Men. It doesn't look like a sex toy, right. period. Right. It's like a little semi... You know, uh, s- yeah. semi-circular circumference. A type right. thing. Yeah. Um, so... it. Apparently, the, it was deemed immoral, obscene, indecent, profane, and oh not God. in keeping with like this award Have co- they been to the system or restaurant? the image of <laughs> I mean, they come haven't. On. No, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It looks is. like it could be an incense burner or, or an atomizer. It does. It does. <laughs> I know, but um, anything to do with sexuality <laughs> is is dirty and unwanted, and especially when it's geared toward women's sexuality.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: So that's something else w- we as women you know, have to do is like go against that whole, you know, shift shift this um censorship and make it, it is censorship inclusive. It totally
1: is censorship.
0: God. Yeah. Same thing with like the X ratings of movies. I mean, you have movies with the most horrific skin crawling, violence, you know, heads decapitated, body parts flying off, just like, you know, stuff that gets to your psyche and gives you nightmares and, and stays with you for so long. And if you have the nipple, forget the labia. If you have the nipple or, of course, the labia, that's it. The movie gets like the... N I think men rating. should have to wear nip- nobody can watch it. Men have to cover their nipples. I'm <laughs> right, right. Well, no, we should be able to show our nipples. No or Men it, should cover they theirs. They have to cover right. their nipples. Right. Come on, yeah. And and the same thing. Like, why is it so shocking, especially with the female genitals, which don't show? I mean, unless you right. sit there in like a. A penthouse shot, and you open your legs wide. Which, what's the occasion? You know, if I mean, within the story <laughs> of a few the movie. Yeah, but like in the narrative of a movie, right. a naked woman is not gonna just sit there and expose unless it's like for unless sexual video, reason.
1: Unless it's a yeah,
0: yeah. a rap video or, or or like naked yoga. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's again you know that double standard the violence which pleases of course the man and it's all about the masculine is is shown no problem so don't you
1: think Any like once bit of we're like in a female position, skin once we're all in the, in these positions to call the shots that will stop with the double standards don't you think that I, you yes do that? i do i do i do good okay cuz
0: you know that's what i'm counting on to quote tinkerbell in Peter Pan, I do believe in fairies. I do, I do. <laughs> no, actually, to to revive Tinkerbell, right? Because that like was the women, chant. women are very reasonable,
1: you know. Men aren't, but women are very reasonable and want things to be, want the world to be better, and want everybody's children taken care of.
0: We well, just want not, that. We're more naturally empathetic because we raise the young, so we are built to feel for the other a little more, right? And not not. Not completely. I mean there are a lot of narcissistic and and and, and you know um unreasonable women and, and Right, I just were mean not by a like whole. drama who feed of drama. But that's because they have completely embraced the male stereotype role. And you know, if they take a moment and Yeah, that's true. You know, find their own truth, they're not gonna be like that. But they need to stop. No, we second, all just right?
1: need to be able mm-hmm. to cultivate whole self.
0: Yeah. And an open open space for, for And I am
1: concerned like w- when I hear about how many women don't have orgasms, like that freaks me out. Yeah. Especially if somebody multi orgasmic. Like what are you talking about?
0: But that's the vast majority. And we're talking about the vast majority I can't believe of it. contemporary twenty first century Western women. We're not even touching on the question right. Of what's happening in the Arab world, which is you know billions of people, the China, right, uh, right. India, if that's the vast Africa, that's like the vast majority of humanity, and those women we have no access to, but odds are they are not coming. (laughs) I'd say odds are
1: very strong. I have zero words about sex. Right, right. I would. Yeah,
0: I bet you you're right. they're, they're still chattel they're still bought and exchanged with the dowry they're kept in the house they're under the burqa. they're completely Ugh. owned by the by by the dudes because what why because I he bet has you the if piece. they have
1: orgasms they can't even show it you know what I mean or
0: I, yeah well I don't know if they, I mean I think that's the least of the problems
1: <laughs> <laughs> me too very first world problem I'm discussing here yeah. <laughs>
0: I think they're just (laughs) trying to, like, not get, you know, beaten up or uh, have the acid thrown on them or, you know, burned on the pile. But here we are. Here we
1: are talking about them having orgasms and that, like, at the same time. Yeah. It's all control. Mm -hmm. It's always been control.
0: Mm -hmm. But we have not forgotten about them. They are our sisters and we're going to do this together.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I feel the same. Yeah. We got to do it here, though, first.
0: Yeah, well, we're here. (laughs) (laughs) We're here in Miami Beach having another episode of Speak Sex. Thank you, Kathy, for coming. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you Friday.